Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law, Captain Keith, and Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so uh, first up, we we got to give, uh, I don't know, accolades off to Captain Dennis because he got published in which magazine? Dennis AOPA pilot AOPA pilot magazines. The latest uh, issue has a letter to the editor. Is it from you? And that, and that's what got published or what? Yes, it is. Uh, I, I got published in the February edition of AOPA pilot Yeah, uh, because I had to call them out uh, back in December. They did a great roundup of aviation podcasts, right? but they left out one very notable uh, podcast. You know, and maybe I'll, I'll give them a, a a little leeway on this because we are a radio show, but we are also available as a podcast. But they completely overlooked just plain radio, what? and and Tom Haynes, he's got no excuse in this. He's on our show. Yeah, well, I mean, in their defense, they do look at us as a you know terrestrial radio show, which we are, but we also podcast too. You know, because once the show broadcasts across the country. You can listen to it online or you can subscribe to it through iTunes, whatever. So it, it, I think, you know, I, I got to give them, uh, you know, a, a pass a little bit. I mean, yeah, they should have realized that, but it looked like we were getting snubbed and we really weren't. It was just an oversight. You pointed it out and they said, oh, well, we're going to publish this letter so you guys get it uh, in there. So they did and it's all good. And, uh, the, you know, the world can... Uh, rotate again as usual. Was that it? Yeah, something along that line. You know, now I'm the king of all media, right? I'm in print and, uh, okay. and on the radio. We just need to get some uh, some TV coverage and we'll have this. Uh, we'll whoa, have this whoa, down. whoa, back up there, buddy. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, that's right. We don't want to be on TV. Nobody wants to see us. Never mind. Face for radio. Do yeah. not forget that that applies to all of the Just Plain Radio crew. So uh, that said, Keith, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Okay. Uh, but, but you're not upset with him for it, are you? We'll give him a pass, right? We all, have I'm to not upset him. with him. Nah, it's fine. It was a, it, it was an honest oversight. No, no big deal, but look, you know, just playing radio. Uh, we do it every Saturday. There's 11 AM to noon Eastern time. You can subscribe to the podcast, listen to it on a radio station, whatever way you want to access the show and the information you exclusively get here. We encourage you to do so because we cover stories that a lot of places won't necessarily uh, cover, uh, especially if you're an aviation enthusiast and I don't know, uh, you know, have an airplane or like to see airplanes that are, uh, I don't know, succumb to balloon animals or what is this? What happened to this aircraft? Uh, so Dennis? this. Uh- uh, New Year's Eve, uh, apparently the folks in Bogota, Colombia really get into their partying and celebrating. They yeah. do something uh, with hot air balloons where they suspend pyrotechnics. So think belts of firecrackers and Roman candles from a hot air balloon. Oh, that so sounds that like can, fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. It sounds awesome. Nothing, Unless nothing you do it a mile wrong. north of the airport with airliners landing. Oh! So, 
right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, they were doing this on New Year's Eve, and it, it got in the way of uh, what what type of plane? An Airbus A320, so not exactly a small plane either. Right. And uh, the, the photos on the internet are just incredible that nothing happened. But this this airplane looks like somebody teepeed and confettied it. I mean, the mm. tail was completely entangled and snared with with streamers and the engine intakes were, you know, the cowls were covered over with it. It's like, oh boy, you know, this could have gone, you know, pretty much sideways. Uh, well, the balloons are one thing, but uh, they actually, they would uh, float firecrackers and explosives from the balloons too for aesthetic yes. effect. Yeah. Go look at it. Pyrotechnic balloons. And uh, yeah. there's some videos out on YouTube and, you know, you got, ba- you know, belts of firecrackers just going off nonstop, uh, suspended from an actual, you know, free floating hot air balloon. Do they have any quotes or comments from the pilots of the plane? <laughs> like going, I, I think they the honestly hell? didn't know what they hit. Um, they, they felt yeah. a, a minor thump or something like that and, and landed. It was only about a mile North of the, of the airport. But it is kind of ironic because the flight did leave out of Orlando. Oh, it did and really. The, the balloon was launched it wasn't from Parkville, Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're based at. But it was not me. You weren't uh, on it either, right? And I had, if trust me, if I had balloons with firecrackers hanging from them, um, you would have heard about it by now because <laughs> I would have been talking about it uh, quite a bit. Because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, something to think about for next year. Yeah, but it is uh, it is frowned upon to have any kind of fireworks leave the ground in the you know areas that I live in the city city uh, parts of uh, Orlando. Get in the outskirts; they don't care. Oh, what are you doing? You heard about this, Greg? What? What about uh, uh, explosives in the air, or what do you mean? Yeah, because I haven't heard about this thing yet. Yeah, no, yeah, you can. you're, you're you're not allowed to have fireworks that shoot off from the ground in like the city um, municipalities. And if you if you purchase those kind of fireworks, you're supposed to sign a waiver from the fireworks people saying that you're using these to uh, scare away birds. And so you know every person and dad across Florida is like, well, we of course I'm using of it for birds, birds here in the air park. Yeah. You know, so the, that that's kind of the loophole <laughs> that that uh, we get away with in Florida. Uh, and when I say we, I mean other people I know. Yeah, you would never consider no, never, you know, doing never. that. But uh, but yeah, there is this uh, rule that you're not supposed to have fireworks that leave the ground. So you can have those like you know those sparklers and things that shoot and off fountains. Those yeah, those fountains fun, and flames. But but anything that leaves the, you know, like bottle rockets, Roman candles, those are technically illegal unless you are using them to scare off wildlife. <laughs> Although I did find some Roman candles I think you would appreciate. They were quite uh, uh, and American. you were and you were trying to scare off the birds, uh, correct? Right. Yeah. We have sandhill cranes that, you know, could be a real hazard to navigation around the airport. Yeah, they are protected by the way. Just saying, yeah, you can't shoot at us around them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we're going to get so much hate mail about this. But regardless, uh I don't know. I, I you know, flying into a you know, a, a bunch of balloons you know, fireworks aside, that is a kind of a unique thing. Have you ever, uh, ever had that happen to you, Keith, uh, just flying around um, Orlando before, like running into balloons? I mean, we obviously got to work out, look out for bird strikes and things like that, but I've never really considered, you know, that occasional balloon you see, you know, floating off into the distance like that. What do you think? I, I, I've run into that a couple of times, but yep. I've never hit anything. 
Right. Um, so, I mean, you have a lot of parties, you know, you, you get uh, like bachelor parties and stuff like that, or bachelorette parties, and they release all the balloons and stuff like that all at one time. And yeah. Yeah. It, what it are the balloons shaped yeah. like in a, in a bachelor or bachelorette part? No, let's not even go there. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I, I've never attended either one of those type of events that involved balloons, but I, I believe you. I mean, you know, the one thing you see though right now, and actually I did see some of those at Christmas where they did the, you know, the lanterns where they, uh, you know, the, what is it? A Chinese or Japanese thing where they put the bag and the candle and then it heats up the air and the bag and it floats off. What do they call those things? You know what I'm talking about? Luminaries. Yeah. Luminaries. There you go. And, uh, you know, I'll see that every once in a while on a holiday, they have a tendency to set those off and you'll see those fly in the distance, but you've never come across those on a night flight. Have you Keith? It'd be kind of cool, but I think you'd have plenty of notice to be able to avert any kind of contact, but you probably look at it in the distance and goes, Hey, there's one of those UFOs. Awesome. Let's go take a look. Oh, it's just a luminary. At nighttime, you might be able to see that, but it would, it would just look like a distant light or something. Right. You know, by the time you, uh, you know, catch up to it, it's going to be, you know, too late to do anything about it. But the balloons you can usually see, especially during the daytime, for pretty good distance. Well, yeah, you just see the light of the luminary, but and you'd probably think it was a like a, like I said, some kind of UFO. All right. Well, anyway, see, these are the kind of discussions about aviation things you're not going to get anywhere else. Only right here on Just Plane Radio. We apologize. I think in advance, so we're good. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. The fact that Sarah's flying in a plane with Matt right now, like, that is way more of a special first date than anything else, anything I've ever done, you know? So, I'm jealous as hell. Like, I hate that. Hi. Oh, don't be a hater. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Co. the pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis and Keith. That is from The Bachelor. Uh, this week they went flying on one of their dates, and uh, the Bachelor, or well, you know, the girl that he was taking out on the on the plane was in a biplane, open air, scared out of her wits, but right into his arms. True love, and of course, all the other girls were extremely jealous. See, that's why. I watch The Bachelor is so you don't have to. And I'm just there to kind of capture those moments when they bring in aircraft uh, t- to the show. And, and you know, that's uh, that's my excuse. Truly a hallmark moment. There, yeah, Greg. yeah. Okay. We'll leave it at that. All right. You're so giving, uh, saving us from all of that that's right. frustration. So you don't have to. That is why I'm here. All right. So uh, we have another story that actually uh, really hits home with uh, Captain Dennis and Keith, for that matter, who uh, is obviously a flight training professional, one of the premier flight schools across the country. But we've actually had a story of of some, I don't know, finger-pointing, it sounds like to me. So explain what's going on here, Dennis. What is it? So about a year ago, uh, there was a very uh, tragic uh, aircraft crash in Hawaii where 11 people lost their lives in a skydiving uh, aircraft crash. And the NTSB has been uh, basically heading up this investigation, and they are coming back to with an initial recommendation, and they still haven't even gotten to the bottom of the the whole incident and what actually you know happened. Yeah. But they're they're coming back to the FAA, going, you know, the instructor or the pilot that flew that airplane failed three flight tests uh, prior to becoming a commercial pilot. He failed his flight his. Uh, private pilot, his instrument and his commercial. He initially failed them and then had hmm. to do a re-examination there. And unfortunately all three of those flights uh, ratings were taught by the same instructors. So they're, they're basically trying to put the blame on that guy's instructor for not adequately teaching him saying that the, he was getting substandard instruction perhaps, and maybe that's what contributed to this crash. So they're, they're wanting the FAA to step up their oversight of CFIs and any CFI that isn't maintaining at least an 80% pass rate would warrant additional scrutiny by the local FISDO. Interesting. I, yeah, I, it, that I definitely sounds real. like finger pointing to me. I mean, scapegoating you know, at, at best. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, in this case, well, how common is it for someone like that in the process of their flight training to fail three tests, Keith? That that's pretty dramatic, isn't it? Well, it it all goes back to the flight instructor. It does. It really does. Okay. And there's, you know, I think it's about time that the FAA starts to do this. Uh, we hold our instructors to an eighty percent pass rate. Yeah. Um, now we've got a curriculum. We've got standardization that we do, um, and we have progress checks. And you know, so we we check our instructors as part of our quality control that we do with our instructors to make sure that this is the case. There's plenty of instructors out there. Uh, and this is the one thing that a lot of people don't understand about aviation. And that is that anybody who has a flight instructor certificate can, if they have access to an aer- airplane, they can 
start teaching people. And there's a lot of instructors out there who have no curriculum. They don't do the ground school with them. They make the applicants do a self-study course on the ground. Right. And they do the absolute bare bones minimum as far as the flight training goes and put these people up for check rides. Got it. And they're going to fail check rides. So you're talking about a uh, lot of and, independent instructors, which kind of is what, yeah, well, that's where you land at the moment, uh, right, Dennis, in your CFI type of stuff? Right. I'm not affiliated with any local FBO or flight school or anything like that. I'm, I'm just me. Yeah, but it also and fortunately comes, I don't have an, an airplane that I can teach in, so there's there's that. Well, there's that issue, yeah. but but once again, but, it comes down to if, the if instructor, he did, right? Right. Yeah. But if he did go out and teach, mm-hmm. he would have zero oversight by the FAA. Yeah, and and that is a problem. I am personally aware of an instructor that uh, does not even allow his students to solo an airplane. Well, wait. And it's a requirement. For everybody just to do solo flying, right? The, yeah. the requirement is you have to do dual and solo. And, and, and for the record, this is someone you know and not so, Dennis, just so we're clear, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and and we have we have fixed some of their applicants. Yeah. Um, we have had people that come to our school that want to. We had one gentleman come to our school. He wanted to get a commercial certificate. He had a private instrument already. And he did not meet the requirements for a private pilot. Hmm. So there is a problem. Yeah. Um, and so how do you know it, is it, the question. Like, how, how do you know you're dealing with an instructor that uh, is going to te- teach you well and not cut any of those type of corners that could create problems for you down the road? Is there any way to know? Well, I one of the things that I think that people should do is ask them what their pass rate is ah, and okay. find out. Right. You know? Uh, because that's the real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people have you put up for solo? Yeah. And how many people have you uh, signed off for a private pilot exam? And yeah. how many of those people passed on the first try? Mm-hmm. Now, what about and flipping this same- around, though, uh, on the other way? Like, uh, l- let's just uh, set a, an example. You have this pilot, hasn't been flying for a while, gets back in the cockpit, starts to learn how to fly, and he gets his uh, ticket you know, from a CFI that he knows was very capable. And then he ends up making some big bonehead mistake and fails something or something. Can he turn around and just blame the instructor? No. No. Oh, but wait, no, I mean, no, that's, get that makes sense. No. But the instructor's still going to get blamed because his pass rate now went down. <laughs> well, that's so true. Would I sign Greg off for his private <laughs> check ride? Probably not. We are uh, changing the names to protect the guilty. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. This yeah. unnamed pilot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so I mean, I've, I have had people that uh, I have trained in the past that have made blunders, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and none of them have come back to me uh, yeah. at all. But I can also tell you that I sleep very, very well at night knowing that I've done everything I can to uh, to train well-rounded, qualified pilots right. so that they can make the, the proper decisions. I don't cut any corners. And, you know, I mean, you've flown here. You know what we do yes, and how we do it. exactly. So, you guys are top-notch. It may have been a while. Yeah, yeah what, what is your percentage yeah. there, Keith? Do you care to share or, or no? My percentage of pass rate? Yeah. I have a 99% pass well, rate. Well, there you go. All right. So that I've, 1% I've of people that don't, I mean, you just can't fix, uh, fix stupid. Is that what it is or what? 
Well, the, the gentleman that failed his check ride, I've only had one person ever fail a check ride that I set, set up for a check ride. Right. And uh, he failed because he failed to look outside while he was doing his multi-commercial check ride. Hmm. He was, I mean, he flew perfect traffic patterns and everything. He was doing all the wind calculations for the heading yeah. in his head. He's a math whiz. Right. And the examiner said he flew a perfect check ride, but he never looked outside. So oh, the whole FAA see and avoid. He didn't make that, so yeah. just one of them, uh, you know, moments that uh, yes. some of us have at times. Not us. I mean, you know, other people. Just plain radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with a plane? <sighs> we managed to help someone with it, but in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. You won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. Yeah, This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me. We're getting high. You're, uh, because we're in our aircraft, of course. That'd be the only reason. Uh, Captain Dennis, as well as uh, Captain Keith from Flight Training Professionals, uh, talking about who you can blame when you fail your flight test. I would have thought it would just see you wouldn't have anyone to blame but yourself, but now I'm being told by a couple CFIs that maybe it's their fault. That's what I got out of the last segment. Is that a fair assumption there, Keith, or no? Well, you're not going to get any trophies here for participation. So, um, (laughs) what good is that? Come on. Um, you know, I think, yes, you have to be responsible for your own actions. Yes. However, um, and maybe you can take this back to, you made the decision to go ahead and train with this instructor and you didn't do a proper job of, of interviewing instructors and so forth. Oh, okay. Uh, you can turn uh, it back around on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, <laughs> you know, most individuals who have no aviation background at all, they don't know what to look for in an instructor. Right. And so that 
it, it's kind of a catch 22. Uh, but one of the things that, you know, most people do is they want to go with price and they only look at the price and there's a lot more to it than just the price because your life literally depends on it. Well, there, of on. course you get what you pay for, you yeah. know that. Yeah. Yep. I, that makes sense. And, and, but once again, one way to watch it is, is just to ask them, what is your percentage of, uh, students passing the check rides and whatever certification you're asking them to uh, train you on. And but if it's a, point, above what, eight, but 80% is the, is the good and bad level you say. And that's what the FAA is looking at too. Like you should have at least a 80% success rate. But what student is going to ask that information? The first thing they're going to come into any flight school or any, any prospective CFI is how much does it cost for me to get my rating? They're, right. They don't even think about the pass rate because it's assumed that you're going to pass. You wouldn't be going for this training if you weren't, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you wouldn't be a CFI but, already if you didn't know your stuff. I mean, I think which, a, lot of, a lot of students might give the CFI benefit of the doubt just because they have that certification. But what you guys are saying, it sounds like to me, is that you can't take that at face value. you got to dig a little deeper. Thank you, Keith. I, I totally agree. And that's why I think the FAA needs to get more involved in flight instructing. Mm-hmm. You know, as a school, since we're a large school, we have a lot of oversight by the FAA, even though we're a part 61 flight school. Yeah. You know, typically flight schools that are um, 141, which is the regulations that they train under, have a lot of FAA scrutiny and schools that are 61 do not. But because of our size, we do. Got it. And well, so if you're, if you're a 141 flight instructor, you are required by the FAA to maintain an 80% pass rate. Hmm. Okay. Well, and or the, or the school will lose, will lose their, um, either their 141 certification or they could possibly, or they would lose their, um, their ability to test within themselves instead of having to go outside and have DPEs do their testing. Which would be another reason why you would go to a flight school as opposed to an independent uh, flight instructor, correct? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking for their flight school, for sure. No, but it makes sense. I mean, you guys have more hoops you got to jump through or fly through uh, than an independent. So, yeah, maybe the independent flight instructor's route might be cheaper because they have less overhead and that kind of thing. But you could be asking for trouble. If you don't get the proper uh, instruction you're looking for, but it also comes down to the individual because I think it that does. is so true with the flight school and it, it, you kind of have those built in parameters that I think would protect the student. But when it comes to like an independent uh, flight instructor, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm pretty familiar obviously with captain Dennis's training and what he has done. And I know he knows his stuff because we've worked with him here on just plain radio for some time. And uh, he's done, you know, other students, and and they've seemed to do okay under his tutelage. And uh, so, so I, I and I know how much of a stickler he is about specifics. And I don't know, anal's not the right word, is it, uh, not Dennis? Really, no, no, we, we don't. We don't want to use that <laughs> word. But I know he's very particular about his aircraft, and I know he doesn't cut corners in that regard. So, you know. I mean, I, I we, you know, I, I'd feel comfortable going with Dennis, but if it's somebody you don't know and you're just going by, oh yeah, he's a CFI. Well, 
you could be opening yourself up to some problems and issues when you have uh, go through the training and then realize, crap, he didn't teach me how to do that. Now I failed. Oh, well, it's his fault. And then, and, they, you know, there's people out there that, that have test taking anxiety. Yeah. So they could be great people and they just have a problem taking tests. Right. Um, and so that could change a, a pass rate as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with today's day and age, there's plenty of ways that you can get information. Uh, I was the first person in my family to ever do anything in aviation. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al, Al Gore was just a baby. <laughs> and so. Uh, he is really so, old. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I asked a lot of people and I, I talked to different people that got me to pilots that got me to, you know, more pilots that got me to, you know, different, uh, flight schools and things. And I began to build an educational, uh, decision prior to me making any decision as to what I was going to do mm-hmm. and how I was going to be trained. I did do some with individual, uh, flight instructors and I did some with schools. Yeah. And so. But because of the research that I did prior to, I didn't have any problems with the individuals. There you go. So, and I didn't yeah. have any problems with the schools. So there's ways for people to find out. Um, yeah, ask around. Especially get with the references. internet today. Yes, exactly. If they got a bad reputation, you could easily find it out online these days pretty pretty quick. Pretty quick oh, for yeah. sure. All you yeah. have to do is go to AOPA, and you've you've got all a wealth of information right there. Well, okay, well, but even on bad uh, CFIs, would that would be on AOPA? No, but no, but they have a list of questions that you should ask a CFI. Oh, right, right. Which would be one: what's your pass fail rate? It should be eighty percent or higher, or ninety nine percent in the case of Keith. And uh, but I w- yeah, and I, I would like to know how many people they signed off for for their first solo. And then how many of those people went on to complete their private pilot certification Mm. and how many of those people passed on the first time? Okay. Now, wait a minute. Uh, You lost me real quick there because you said how many people they signed off on their first solo, which I have done that. But then the next step would be how many have done their first solo and then went on to become private pilots. That's a thing. Correct. Yes. Because that would put me in your negative categories. I know. I was like, what? (laughs) I'm hurting you. No, come on. <laughs> that uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? It just means that, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't, you know, something came up and they didn't finish the training. It had nothing to do with the instructor. Uh, please. Well, it could or could <laughs> not have something to do with the instructor, you know, but you're, what you're doing is you're looking for, for numbers is what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. So, so I heard your numbers. You, even if you take, line. even if you take that, that, that section out of how many people went from solo and completed just how many people did you sign off for their first solo and how many people have you signed off for their private pilot certification and how many of those people passed on the first time. Right. Okay. And then then if you're going for an instrument rating, how many people have you signed off for an instrument and how many of those people passed on their first time? Okay. And for the record, those are important numbers. They signed off on my first solo. I haven't completed my private pilot. However, I haven't stopped training. More coming up. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They always listen to the tower. They never question the authority of the tower. Well, the tower's telling us to hold. Well, so, so what about that? <laughs> Just once, I want to hear, the tower's telling us to hold, but uh, you might notice I'm rumbling along the grass. <laughs> If you look out the right, you'll show those aircraft lined up on the runway. Uh, the tower keeps telling us we're number 19 for takeoff. I say we're number one. What's the tower going to do? Hey, you! You can't exhibit that type of behavior! You're right, I shouldn't have done that. No, I should have listened better. If you need me, I'll be up in the clouds. You must be a pilot to know that move. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, a co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis Keith, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information on Just Plane Radio. All right, so, uh, you know, we've told you what to look out for, you know, if you're looking for a CFI to train you properly so you don't fail your flight test. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy. Uh, but we have a guy you might want to be. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But. Before we get to that, we have to talk about the FAA's, what, they got a new video series, or is this part of a series that they just put up, Dennis? This is part of a series. Uh, they have been putting together a bunch of videos called From the Flight Deck, where they've been taking cameras and mounting them on airplanes and, and going around to a lot of the large general aviation airports so that you can see the unique runway environments and that they can highlight some of the areas of emphasis that they're having problems with. You know, the FAA has been on a on a tear lately because of runway incursions. Right. There has been way too many in general aviation, unfortunately, is probably 75 plus percent of runway incursions. And that could be something as, as trivial as crossing a whole short line. But as, if you cross that line, you've crossed the line. You know, Harrison Ford did it, you know, went across mm-hmm. the runway without a clearance and things like that. It can happen. Um, so they're trying to make this uh, much more um Interactive, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Right. And they've just recently put out a whole video devoted nothing but um, runway safety. And basically, they're pointing out, you know, how to properly get your taxi clearances, how to follow those taxi clearances, showing the hold short markings and runway markings and signage. And it's not a very long video. It's like five minutes. And, okay. you know, don't blame your flight instructor. Go watch the video and, and you know, see it from uh, someone else's perspective. It, it, you owe it to yourself to, to watch these videos because they are quite informative. There you go. Take responsibility for yourself. As much as you'd like to blame your CFI, <laughs> you still uh, are responsible for your own uh, runway incursions, even though that it's kind of nice. You like, oh, my instructor didn't teach me correctly. No, that, that won't go over real well. It's, it's still going to come back on you eventually. So, they're doing even more with these videos and uh, what it's just FAA.gov, right? Yep. FAA.gov slash go slash from the flight deck. Okay. So go check it out and uh, be a more informed and educated uh, flying guy or gal. All right. Uh, now, who says that um, you, you, well, you want to leave a legacy? Uh, 
in, in you know in your aviation life. And I don't know. We get this story. The guy's in Leesburg, which is right here next to us in Orlando. And he's but he's ninety four years old now, or he started, or they made a made him into a big deal at ninety four. What happened, Dennis? I, he was adopted by the local airport community back right. an when airport ninety four. The airport yeah. adopted this uh, this pilot. Yeah, they, they put it in air quotes, but you know, basically, uh, this guy Jack Hallett uh, was a World War II pilot. He flew P thirty eights, was shot down behind enemy lines, made it back, and the whole bit. Um, so he's had quite a career, yeah. but you know, at age 94, he was adopted by the aviation family at Leesburg and has gone on to fly L 39 Albatross jets, uh, pits, Stearman's Moonies, Mustangs, you name it. People are taking him up. He's getting, not just going for a ride, but he's actually flying the airplanes and doing the aerobatic maneuvers. I'm sorry, but when I get to that age, I want to be adopted by an airport too and get to go fly in these fun airplanes. That'd be awesome. Well, is uh, Orlando Executive, have they adopted any pilots, Keith, to your knowledge uh, here right here? They haven't adopted me yet. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, you're there. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you put in a word for me. I mean, what does it entail? A bunch of paperwork and then I get, uh, you know, like free dinners each day. I don't know. What does being adopted by I'm an I'm sorry, airport. Greg, but I'm not sure that any airport's going to spend the money to adopt you. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, that is kind of a strange thing, though, isn't it, Dennis? Why did they use the term adopted exactly? Well, I guess that they kind of took him, you know, here's under, under his, uh, an, under an their aviation wing. legend. And, you know, people want to give back. And, you know, what better way to, to thank him for his service and everything that he probably did in, you know, his hundred years. So... Hey, you know, if that's what it takes and, you know, you, you basically, it's a great, great way to honor the, the memory of these pilots. And for him to be at a hundred years old, to be able to go out and do aerobatic maneuvers and flying around in people's airplanes. Heck, I'm going to go find a couple of guys to adopt here at my air park too. Yeah, I guess. I just don't know what are the uh, side effects of being adopted by an airport are, you know, <laughs> like, like maybe it means you just have a place to go crash. If, uh, you, you know, you have your, lose your home or something. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, it's doesn't like, matter. Ahead. You got somebody to ride right seat with you, you know, at a moment's notice. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe you it know? is. Yeah. Something. But, uh, but, but that would be pretty cool. And I mean, obviously it's a, a great thing and it's just a good PR thing for the airport, I think for sure. And that's probably how they're looking at it too. And, and to honor him accordingly for his service or years of service and, and all the uh, people that he's probably inspired in his, uh, you know, flying life. And we uh, we ought to have more of that. I mean, we do have quite a bit of that. I mean, I don't know. There are, at Orlando Executive, are there any, like, honorary pilots that they have, you know, placards up on the wall there at the FBO or anything like that, Keith? Not that I'm aware of. They got a Showalter plaque well, up in front of Atlantic, but that's probably about the most you're going to get. I'll uh, right. I'll get a picture. I'll I'll just pose for a selfie on my phone and send it to you and say, "Hey, stick this on the wall. I would like to be the honorary." Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to put a sign pilot. above it that says, "Wanted." Don't no. let this man in your cockpit. No, no, I already got that at the post office, Dennis. That that base is covered. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's uh, you know, those are kind of cool things, but. You know, that that is a great uh, opportunity to honor uh, pilots and things like that. And God knows there's a ton of them in our industry that could get some notoriety that way. I think that would be good for every uh, FBO, let alone airport, to have something like that. 
Well, are you well, with if me, you Dennis? Want to know more about it, um, Florida Aviation Network is who actually put together the documentary, and they've got uh, a number of videos up on YouTube. So you can go watch that documentary and, and more. Just search for Florida Aviation Network. Well, that's Obi, isn't it, Keith? Isn't that yes. Obi's network? Yep. Yeah, it is. Know him. Yep. And why hasn't Obi reached out to us and said, "Hey, Greg, we'd like to honor you at the Orlando Executive Airport and and make uh, well have you you know adopted or something." You think because he hadn't done that because he knows me? Well, let me give you Obi's <laughs> phone number, and you can call him and ask him that question. Uh, I was blocked a long time ago. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> you answered your own question then, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, that is a, it is a pretty good way to honor folks. And, and there are. There's plenty of people to honor. But, I, you know, anybody listening right now, if you're at an FBO, think about that as a great opportunity for your um, – for your airport, you know, pick someone that, uh, uses the airport regularly and just make, uh, you know, kind of turn them into a big deal, get some publicity out of it and honor them accordingly. You like that idea, Keith? That's a good idea, isn't it? I think it is a good idea. All right. See, and you know, Keith is my CFI. So if you don't like the idea, I'm just going to blame him anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. But I think it, it is a good thing. And uh, hats off uh, to the folks there in Leesburg for uh, coming up with the idea. I still don't quite get the whole adoption thing. Well, why don't I go pick you up one of these days? We'll fly to Leesburg and see what it would take to get you adopted. They've already adopted someone. we got to find a new place. As long as there's blue skies and tailwinds, I'm in. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.